Hi guys, welcome to another episode. Um, in this podcast, I'm going to be talking about three different topics. Um, they're all a little bit unrelated, but they're just things that have been on my mind a lot lately, so I wanted to fit them all into one giant podcast. Um, so I figured I would just start with one thing and then kind of go into the next thing. Um, so the first topic... Well, okay, so let me just lay it all out on the table first. So the first topic is going to be um, different types of toxic people, um, and I will elaborate on that, of course. Um, Then I'm also going to talk about, um, you know, we're approaching Thanksgiving. It's going to be this week. So I do want to talk about, um, you know, because I have been through many Thanksgivings with an eating disorder, um, and this, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember, did I have an eating disorder last Thanksgiving? Um, I think it actually was a good Thanksgiving, meaning I was not engaging in any eating disorder behaviors. Like I was not recovered, but I hadn't engaged in like a while. So I think it was a good Thanksgiving. I, listen to my body and all that stuff and I I ate what I wanted and I felt great about it um which for me that's a big deal when I like eat something back well back then and now I don't really have anything like emotions attached to it but back then I had a lot of emotions attached to it because I was it was really hard for me to like trust my own decisions so when I would make a decision and just do it it was hard for me to like feel good about it after I had done it because I'd always be like I wasn't sure if that was the right thing to do or not because a lot of times my body just like wouldn't cooperate (laughs) with what I was uh, hoping to do Um, meaning I would just eat way past what I thought was appropriate so anyway I'm going to be talking about just how I'm approaching Thanksgiving now as someone who doesn't deal with that anymore um and just like little ways to make it more bearable if you do struggle with food, regardless, you know, maybe you have an eating disorder, maybe you don't. Um, but I feel like a lot of people can relate. I mean, it's a holiday of gluttony, to be honest, like, let's be real, you know. Um, and I mean that on like, <clears throat> on like a large, uh, you know, like traditional type of uh scale like I don't mean every single person who eats anything on Thanksgiving is gluttonous that's not what I'm saying I just mean the way that like it's become commercialized and stuff like that and traditions like that's what I'm talking about but just because that's a tradition doesn't mean that you can't participate in the festivities because that's just how it is um but you can still enjoy yourself and you don't have to do what everyone else is doing, whether they're dieting and really restricting themselves. You can also not do that. And you don't have to completely go crazy and like hurt your body. Um, And I'm going to talk all about that. And um, yeah, so that kind of leads into the third topic, kind of like the second topic, but you know, it's how to like trust your body, but also use like knowledge and logic to kind of help you along with that because a lot of times like uh, in the world of you know intuitive eating people I don't believe in intuitive eating necessarily unless you actually are really 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 educated in nutrition already Um, if you are not already like really educated on nutrition or at least nutrition for yourself uh, you shouldn't be intuitive eating if you have like a history of anything that um you know, isn't, you know, it's not good for you. Like if intuitive eating isn't working for you because you intuitively like eat the entire house down, um, or you intuitively don't eat enough and then later you're ravenous. Well, if that's your intuition, your intuition is wrong because look what it's doing to you. So, um, then yeah, you do, you do need to then implement some facts and logic you know like you can't be acting on emotions if it's causing you to just like do that because that's not healthy um so anyway I'm gonna cover all of this so let me just take it from the top and start at the beginning okay so I'm gonna 
start talking about toxic people because toxic people come in many different um, forms, I guess you could say. You know, you might live with toxic people. Sometimes toxic people are sometimes not toxic people. So you actually are in your head or like, wait, are they are they even toxic? Or is this just me being like, I don't know, paranoid or just like overly sensitive? Honestly, from my experience, if at any point in your brain like your gut instinct says to you that like this person is toxic uh you might be right because honestly like first of all toxic can can be subjective or objective so like if somebody like goes out of their way to hurt someone else like verbally or physically well they're more than toxic like they're evil um if they're intentionally trying to hurt someone, I don't, I don't know what that is, that it's evil. Um, who does that? But if, if you are like, there's other ways of being toxic that are more subtle and like, like just, you know, easy to like brush under the rug. So those are, these are, that's what I'm going to be talking about. The like subtle things that you can brush under the rug that make you question yourself, Um, So I want to talk about that. So, um, well, okay, obviously a big one is gaslighting. So, um, you know, if somebody does something horrible to you and then you react, uh, then they get mad at your reaction. And then um, as you're reacting, you then have to comfort the person (laughs) that literally hurt you. because your reaction because you had a reaction if you have to comfort someone because they can't handle the reaction from what they did to you uh what that that's messed up so I feel like that can show up in a relationship like um like a romantic relationship maybe um I feel like that could show up definitely with like a parent to child or adult child of course um kind of uh situation uh I feel like it can also show up in like authority figure to like a non-authority figure so like maybe a teacher to student um I feel I I've absolutely dealt with this in like elementary school um I had some really nasty teachers honestly like not all of them some of them were okay and they progressively got better like into high school and some of them still sucked, but every now and then you get like a gem teacher, and then every now and then you get a complete nightmare. <laughs> so, um, yeah, sometimes, yeah. So sometimes, you know, someone can abuse their level of authority and like make you do things that you really shouldn't be having to do. Like, um, this didn't happen to me, but I, I did have this same teacher but it happened to another student and I kind of heard about it through the grapevine. Um, But basically she failed uh, a student who always got straight A's and was very, very, um, very, took a lot of pride in her intelligence. And um, I think that's amazing. Um, And anyway, not that she failed her, but (laughs) that she was, you know, intelligent and hardworking and passionate about that. Um, But this teacher failed her because having absolutely nothing to do with her work. So this student suffered from, you know, a lot of anxiety. So she um, was kind of just very lightly scribbling on the desk, very lightly with a pencil, and the teacher caught her doing it. And so the teacher gave her detention and then also made her stay um, and clean out not just her desk, but the outside and the inside of every single desk in the classroom. So you can imagine there's like gum and like spitballs and all these things. And it's like absolutely disgusting. And she made her do this. And then obviously, you know, she told her mom and her mom was appalled. Um, and like, but there was nothing they could do. Like they reported it to the school. But this teacher, you know, she's been a teacher for like uh a couple uh decades I believe like so she's kind of there for life unfortunately um so yeah there's really nothing they could do so clearly that's an example of toxic people they like overstep their um authority sometimes so yeah and I I feel like that is like a form of gaslighting because it's like 
by the authority saying, well, I'm in this position where I can tell you what to do. Well, then I'm going to make you do all these other things and like project a response, project a huge responsibility onto you that is not even your responsibility because you did one thing not that wasn't quite right. So I feel like it's when people shift like just a huge burden that's disproportionate to whatever little itty bitty mistake you made and they just like shift it onto you and all of a sudden you're the bad guy for doing some minor little thing. So um that's obviously an extreme example, but yeah, I feel like that could also happen, you know, in the workplace. Um it could probably happen between just like friends. Uh, in air quotes, friends, because, you know, um, yeah, I think it's just this, like, large gap between, you know, a, a healthy relationship between anybody that you interact with, really, so even if it's, like, with somebody who you think is your friend, I feel like they, actions speak louder than words, so I feel like gaslighting is also, when someone apologizes for doing something that you, that is not something, well, you tell them once um, and you say like, hey, this isn't really, um, I don't know, conducive to our friendship or I this kind of hurts my feelings or something or whatever. And, you know, you're just open and honest as, you know, friends should be because just like in relationships, you need to be, you need to have good communication. Otherwise you're disrespecting uh, your friend and yourself because don't you want to have a good friendship with your friends? Don't you want it to last? Like who really in their right mind enjoys temporary friendships, temporary people? And sometimes the reason that it's temporary is, you know, uh, honestly, I feel like it's when people ghost each other. It's when people don't communicate and things like that. So that like if you're if you have a friend and they just randomly stop talking to you for like a few months or something, um, you know, if you know this friend well enough, then you can be like, you know, okay, they're just very busy with their job. You know, they're in a relationship and they're, you know, just trying to live their best life. And sometimes things just kind of, you know are how they are and so like sometimes maybe texting me is not top priority but if it's a friend who I've been friends with for like years then like I'm so okay with that because I just want them to be happy and um you know sometimes not everybody just it even occurs to just like text their friend about every little thing um like I actually do have a friend who I was friends with since like childhood so obviously (laughs) I know that the fact that it's been like a few months that we haven't texted um like I know that's not because she just randomly decides that she hates me or that and there's other reasons I know this like so like she stopped using Instagram because she has other things to do um you know, uh, and she just said it just wasn't really like doing it for her. I don't, I don't remember what she said, but you know, she just hasn't even been checking it. So, uh, you know, the fact that she isn't even posting, like, um, I mean, so yeah, then obviously I don't expect her to be on Instagram, you know, hitting up my DMs or something because she's not even on there. Um, so yeah, like obviously you have to know the person. But yeah, so like I'm not offended at all and I know that I could text her at any point and she would probably respond like right away, honestly. She's like really cool like that and I know that we're always going to be friends. It's just, you know, sometimes life is life and that's just how it is. However, um, if you have friends who are like they look at all of your stories and I'm not talking about like randoms on the internet I'm talking like you can still have really close internet friendships you can I'm talking about like people who do that and they like they look at your stories but they but there's only certain posts of yours that they like yeah toxic internet friendships exist um and there's only certain kinds of posts that you like like say your posts are like a little hint of like I don't know like hopeless negative just kind of like 
oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, I might give up. Oh, no. Like, if you post those posts, because those posts are raw and real and honest. And I post posts like that every now and then because that's kind of just how I experience life sometimes. Life is depressing and life sucks. That's real. That's not being negative. But anytime I post certain posts like that, there are certain people who tend to kind of hit the like button on those posts um, not because they necessarily enjoy my suffering. I don't think that's the case. I think they more so just like what they can relate to. Um, but when I post, you know, about things that are, that make me happy, that make my heart go, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I want to share this with everyone. This is my passion, literally like my future career. Holy shit. I love this. You know, when I post about those things, they're gone with the wind. (laughs) It's hilarious. I can literally predict it. I know ahead of time when I post something, I'm like, yeah, I know who's going to be liking this and who isn't. It's funny at this point. Um, Yeah, and I think the reason that these people don't like the post is simply they just don't agree and they can't relate. I respect that. I mean, a lot of people can't relate. (laughs) You know, a lot of people are still stuck and they don't, they, they aren't interested in building muscle or eating more like that scares a lot of people off um and yeah so do I and do I agree with that uh no of course not it didn't scare me off but again everybody's different um well it did scare me off you know for a while but as I'm in a phase of my life right now where I am building muscle and eating a lot um I'm kind of, you know, in the thick of it and I don't, I'm not scared of it at all. I think it's like a huge growth experience, like mentally and physically. Um, And it's something that should be celebrated in my opinion. And I don't care if anyone celebrates it with me, like other than my trainer, (laughs) hello. Um, But, or, you know, but I, I celebrate it every time I train and every time I eat and every time I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I had a really, really brutally hard workout yesterday, but I'm not even sore. I'm full of energy. Uh, yeah, things like that. Uh, okay. Like I celebrate all these things cause my body doesn't owe me shit. Like everything that is right with my body, I probably gave it to myself because I was so fucking unhealthy, like so, so fucking unhealthy before I recovered from my eating disorder. And even if I recovered and wasn't, you know, lifting weights or anything like that, like seriously, I still would have been fucking unhealthy. Um, Not having any, like barely having any muscle on your body, that's not healthy. Like, I don't care what anyone says, like who cares what it looks like? That's not healthy in my no, not in my opinion. That's like an actual like fact, especially as we age. Yeah, that's not a territory you want to get into because as you age, like, you know, you lose muscle and that's not, that's just not healthy. Um, and like, you know, it only gets worse as you age. So if you're not like building your body you know healthy and strong in your 20s and 30s and hopefully like I wish I started younger but if you're not honestly what are you doing like do you really want to be old and dependent on people to like wipe your ass like what like I know like you know it's easy to be like you know when we're young like in our 20s being like oh wow like I hate myself I don't want to do anything nice for myself but it's like who cares you're gonna hate your life when you're like old because people are gonna have to step in and wipe your ass if you can't even take care of yourself at this age um because what you're doing now is paving the way for your future and if you want to be dependent on people if you want caretakers when you're like you know 70 um if you want to be cooped up and just at the whim of other people and things like then yeah, abuse your body when you're young because that's exactly what's going to happen. And for me, like that was a huge driving factor of my recovery because I've already messed up my body. Like I already have very, very brittle bones. So the last thing I want is to just like make that even worse. So anyway, I'm very passionate about um, building a strong body, um, physically and mentally. 
and I, I literally know that there are certain very, like, I have names in my mind, um, probably, like, a, at least, uh, you know, about as many people as I can count on, like, one hand, so it's not just one person, but I can, I know who these people are, um, and, you know, they like posts of mine that are more, I, I don't know, I don't know, and so anyway, like, do you know people like this? Like, yeah, so people like that, Um, I think they're just, like, a little bit, like, emotionally, like, if you can't support your friends, even if you don't necessarily agree with everything they're doing, because you personally might not do it, but you can't support them, I feel like that's very immature, like, you know, I hate golf, like, I hate watching golf, but if, like, I had a friend, online or in person, it doesn't matter, you know, if they were so passionate about golf even though I found it boring as hell if they were passionate about it well you know what fuck myself for thinking it's boring as hell you know I can put that aside and support them and hype them up and like all of their posts and um you know again like if they're just like a random person to you that's different but if they're like your friend like like what are you doing just like you know glaring from the sidelines like what do you want them to stop posting about it or do you like just not care or do you just want to you know stand there angry and just like be like well I'm not going to support you because I don't agree what they're not harming anyone it's not like that by them like posting like pictures of their muscles uh like in my case um you know that's not me like making a statement like and if you don't do this you're bad um what no (laughs) like I'm trying like it's when I post these things like here's the thing I don't have to post them I don't uh the pictures are pictures that I send to my trainer um for like check-ins I don't have to post them I already know what I look like um and I already know what I feel like I don't none of you on Instagram you know need to see that but I post it because Um, I want other people to realize that you're actually capable of it too. I mean, you're not going to look like me. Everybody's literally different and I'm not going to look like anyone else. I, I, I don't want to, and neither should you. That's not healthy. Um, but you know, the reason I post is because, uh, I have a social media account and I need to be posting on it. Well, I want to. I want to, um, I get to, it's a privilege actually, um, you know, to even have like a, an electronic device to be able to post, uh, that's a privilege, um, as are a lot of things that we don't even acknowledge. Um, and so like, I just think, I just think, you know, there's very subtle things. And sometimes if you're, you know, your quote friends don't support you, there's probably other reasons why, like, um, yeah, you know, like, maybe they're still stuck in their own stuff, so they don't support you for outgrowing what you were stuck in, or maybe they're jealous, and again, that goes back to, like, communication. Honestly, if I had a friend and they were jealous of what I've done for myself, honestly, I would just want them to tell me, um, because then that, I would respect them so much more, because then I'd be like, well, if you're um, jealous, then that's a sign that you actually see potential in yourself, but you're beating yourself up inside because you know that you're not going to reach for it. And perhaps the reason you're not trying to reach for your own potential is because you're afraid that maybe it won't work. Like, I'm not trying to, like, psychoanalyze, you know, random scenarios, but... Um, I don't know. It's like if somebody like I'm like, it's like I could be jealous of someone who has a thriving business, but instead of me, you know, sitting there and fuming at them, I might ask them, how did you do that? (laughs) Like, teach me your ways. That's amazing. Like, let me be your student and you can be my teacher. Like, show me the way. I mean, that's how I process these things. Like, if I, like, I do experience envy. I'm going to be honest. I'm envious of literally everyone, everyone that I've ever met in a different way. But what I, I don't let myself use that envy in a way that is like hurts me or hurts 
how I view this person because I don't want to be like that. I don't like that, you know, trait of mine. I'm a very, very jealous person, but I don't like it. And I don't want to let that infringe on who I know that I really am. And I, which is that I, I know I'm not really a jealous person. I know there's something deep within me that it's coming from a place of pain and not wishing anything bad on other people. But unfortunately, it just comes out in a very emotionally driven way in my mind. But again, I can't control how I feel, but I can control how I, um, you know, I like allowing myself to understand where I'm coming from and then still not acting on it. Um, and, you know, still trying to take actions that still, you know, are kind and um, supportive of other people. So, yeah, like, even if I'm jealous of someone, then I would honestly be like, well, maybe that that's the person I should learn from. Um, but then, you know, you have a toxic per- person and, you know, you have the moment of where you ask the person, like, that would be like me asking someone who has a thriving business saying, oh my gosh, how did you do that? Show me your ways. Can you send me like lots of material? Tell me everything you did. And then they do. And then they send you all of the stuff that the other person puts their time, their effort, their brain power, (laughs) their passion, and they put all of this and they send it to you. And guess what you do? You read it, and you don't respond for weeks. You're the problem. Why the fuck did you even ask? Why the fuck did you even ask? Why did you ask? You are a time waster. You're a drainer of other people. And guess what? Excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs) My voice is, like, so weird this morning. I swear it's the weather. Um, But anyway, yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Like... How dare you waste someone's time and energy and passion? Like, what? That's like... That's like going to a therapist. And, like, you already know going into the therapist. Like, I, I don't... It's like, say you're, like, you're a drug addict. And you literally put drugs in your car so that when you finish at your therapist's office you have drugs to take after the appointment, then why are you going to therapy? Why are you wasting your money? Why are you wasting the therapist's time if you literally already have drugs in your car to use right after the therapy session? Are you stupid? Like, stop going to therapy then and just, I don't know, like, (laughs) or stop using drugs or, well, okay, it's not that easy, but tell your therapist what you're doing. Otherwise, what, like you need to tell your therapist this. Like, I don't know. So anyway, it's like that. It's like, why are you going out of your way to waste someone else's time when you already know the answer is that you're not going to change? And that's not just affecting you. That's affecting the person who is like <clears throat> putting their passion to try to help you. But, you know, some people are dumb like myself and I will just like... I will like chew off my own limb to help someone. So unfortunately, I'm like very gullible. And if somebody seems like even the slightest bit interested in, you know, what I do, um, and they seem like they just, you know, want a little bit of help or advice or assistance, even if they aren't asking for advice, if they seem like they are wanting it, um, and I perceive it that way, I will just give my entire soul and heart and brain and unfortunately a lot of people will take advantage of that I've learned that because I've always been like that when I was a kid like I don't know like when I was a kid like I mean like there were times where I was at like summer camp and it was like a really cold night and like a few like someone like forgot their socks or something uh And so I literally just gave up my socks to someone (laughs) so that they could go on like a hike or whatever. And I was like, it's okay. Like, I really wanted to go on that hike too. But um, I I just like empathized with them more for some reason. It was someone I didn't even really like that much. But I was just like, "Uh, it's all right. Like, I just gave them my socks because I wanted them to have a good time. (laughs) And I just stayed back. Uh. 
yeah, that's the kind of person I am, unfortunately. Like, I will give someone the shirt off my back, even if I hardly know them. And if I do know them, uh, yeah, you're getting my whole wardrobe, basically, because, like, that's how much I care. Um, and that's kind of a downside of being an empath, because oftentimes I get fucked over big time. And I never learn my lesson. I never learn my lesson. It's a problem. So, like, someone could treat me like crap, and I'll still, like empathize with them like what the fuck okay at least I know that I need to work on this I need I need to work on this so you know I believe in returning energy uh or just not giving any once someone proves that they don't deserve it so if you you know however you want to interpret that (laughs) yeah that's what I'm talking about so you know like I kind of just you know went over a whole bunch of different scenarios of like toxic people So, um, basically, I don't really have any advice, unfortunately, um, other than learn to recognize it. Um, when someone is toxic, oftentimes their communication skills are abysmal, um, and it might not even be a matter of, like, skills. It might just be they simply don't care to polish up those skills. And they don't really care if they hurt anyone in the process. Like, the lack of caring is a big toxic person trait. The lack of caring, um, saying that they won't do things again and then they do. Or, like, blaming things. I, I don't know. But that's just, again, just my opinion. Um, yeah, so, okay. Let's talk about Thanksgiving. So um, most of my Thanksgivings have been spent with an eating disorder. Um, So yeah, that would just, I mean, you can imagine. You can imagine. Maybe you can't, but, you know, I'll let you imagine. Um, So, you know, what am I doing this year? Um, So, all right, so let me give you a bit of a background. So I track my macros, I track my calories, all that stuff. Because it, like, relates to my fitness and performance goals and aesthetic goals because I'm trying to build muscle. So that means I need to be in a consistent calorie surplus. Um, You know, my training is pretty intense, so it's putting that calorie surplus to good use to, you know, add muscle to my body and, um, I can, you know, push myself further because of having more energy with the more food. Um, so I can push more weight and, um, or reps, whatever. Um, and my recovery is better because, you know, the calorie surplus helps with all of these things. So, you know, um, so on Thanksgiving, I'll probably be in a slight bit more of a calorie surplus to be honest but um again here's the thing it's literally one day so you know whether that means I'm in an extra like 200 calories above my already surplus let's say it's like an extra 500 because honestly that's a freaking possibility um and I'm already eating like above 2500 calories a little bit more so you know like but again here's the thing it's literally one day one day and if you celebrate christmas okay it's another day i don't my we don't celebrate christmas like my family's jewish um so but like on hanukkah we don't really do anything like food related we just like light a menorah spin dreidels Mm, yeah that's really it (laughs) so but thanksgiving like yeah we do like it's just me and my parents, but we still have, like, quite a bit of food, and um, we, like, always like to have leftovers, so I batch cook a lot of things, um, and so I don't really want to focus on, you know, tracking, like, making sure that I'm getting the amount of everything that I normally eat in a day, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to track the Thanksgiving meal, um, I mean, I'll track the meals before it, um, and then just try to, you know, make sure that my, um, Thanksgiving meal, um, like, my portion size of, like, carbs, uh, fat, and protein is at least portion size-wise, like, similar to what I would normally have, um, for, like, a dinner meal, and then, you know, if I want seconds, I might just have a little bit extra, um, and then I'll, of course, like, 
lots of veggies because nutrients matter too um and I genuinely enjoy them I love vegetables so yeah like that's my plan I'm not going to even estimate anything I'm not even going to like eyeball and like calculate in my head or anything like that I'm literally just going to not even like think about it at all like it's I'm not gonna like you know pre-track things like no none of that because like I don't really care enough to do that I don't know like I'm not I'm not like I'm not a bodybuilder I'm not like training for a competition or something um I don't need to be that strict like I don't and neither do you if you're not like you know competing and you have a show or something you know in a I don't know, like a week or (laughs) I don't know, whatever you're doing. Like if you're not like at that level, and let's be real, if you're listening to this, most of us, we probably are not at that level. Even if you are like, even if you do bodybuilding as like a hobby, like I consider for me, it's like a passion hobby and I don't even look like a bodybuilder in my opinion. So you know what? Like I can still pretend in my mind. So, and just, you know, I like to lift weights. It's fun for me too. So yeah, um, but it's not my job. It's not something that I'm trying to like win anything for doing. Um, yeah, so I don't have to put that kind of pressure on myself. Um, so yeah, it's just one day and chances are, you know, the next my next training session after that day is going to be insanely good. Um, and it's not to burn off calories, but I'm going to have, you know, some extra calories in my system and those are going to, that's going to give me more energy to just, you know, uh, yeah, (laughs) um, lift more and do it better. Maybe, maybe not, who knows, maybe it won't even make a difference, but either way, it doesn't matter. Like just go back to doing whatever you're doing before, unless of course, whatever you're doing before is like not healthy or sustainable and it's just like erratic and all over the place then yeah don't go back to that um but yeah um for me like I'm just I feel like the best possible outcome is when you keep things as simple as possible so like even if your emotions are not simple well still keep your plan for like how you're going to approach Thanksgiving, still keep it as simple as you can. So for me, you know, um, just like know going into the meal exactly what you're going to do. So for like, for me, what does that look like? Well, I know I'm going to be making, you know, a few really delicious vegan dishes. Uh, I do I know exactly what? No, not really. (laughs) Um, But I just know I'm going to be doing that. Um, Yeah. And then so I know that when everything's ready to be eaten, I will just get a plate and put some of all the things on my plate that I want um, and just like eat it. (laughs) Um, I know that sounds really stupid and like too overly simplified, especially if you have issues with food. I understand that it's not that simple because all of my other Thanksgivings, except for last Thanksgiving, were not simple uh, or easy or anything like that. And the only reason why it's, quote, easy for me now is because I went through hell to get here. So at this point, I'm not phased by anything. You know, if I eat a little too much, whatever, like, it's not going to ruin my progress. It's not going to ruin the day, uh, it, you know. And there's a difference between eating a little too much, feeling a teeny bit uncomfortable, but not to the point where it doesn't pass in like an hour or two. Um, There's a difference between that and like, you know, just like going beyond pain and discomfort. Um, And I know the difference because I used to do that. So um, yeah. So uh, because I used to do that then, you know, I would not have been able to like listen to my body um like I have I didn't earn the right to listen to my body because and yes like I believe that to be able to listen to your body like you have to go through some I don't know like uh steps in order to earn the right to be able to truly listen to your body and um because it's a privilege to have a body that is trustworthy (laughs) if that makes sense Um, Because if your body is not healthy because you're not treating it well, 
then the cues that your body is giving you are not always something that are reliable um, in terms of what you should do about it. Um, So yeah. Um, And even now, sometimes I don't listen to my body because I still have goals. And sometimes my body is telling me one thing, but my goals don't care. (laughs) Um, Does that mean I push way outside of my comfort zone and my boundaries and do things that are extreme and unhealthy? No, absolutely not. But when you're in a consistent calorie surplus, as time goes on, it sometimes can get a little bit harder. So there are days when I'm probably only hungry for maybe like 2,300, 2,400 calories. Like maybe that's just all I want. I'm not just like, I'll you know, um, yeah, like it'll be hard to finish a meal or something. But you know, again, consistency is best for results. Um, And I obviously, you don't have to be perfect. So like, if I'm like uncomfortable, and I cannot finish a meal, then I won't, I won't, I won't push myself to the brink. I don't believe in that. Um, You know, I don't believe in that. But if, if I know that I can, and it's not going to make me in pain or anything, but I'm just not, you know, really that hungry anymore, then yeah, like I will still just like finish the food. Um, and this, I never had this problem. It's not a problem, but I never had this happen before. Um, where like, I would actually feel full and be like, wow, okay. I know that my body is like, it like my body is wise. It knows things. (laughs) Cause when I was dealing with an eating disorder, I never felt full ever, ever. That's why I could literally eat like 10,000 calories in a sitting during like a binge and purge. And I would be like, Honestly, I'd finish and I'd be like, yeah, where's where's the dessert <laughs> after eating all the desserts? Like, where's the dessert after the dessert, you know? Um, or where's, like, the pizza after I've eaten, like, three extra large pizzas, you know? Like, what? So, um, yeah, that's kind of... So I obviously back then had not earned the right to listen to my body because what my body would have told me um, was not in my best interest, of course. Um, But can I listen to my body now when, you know, I should be rising to the the occasion of listening to my body because, um, you know, there's something, an event coming up like Thanksgiving where I really just don't want to track because obviously it's going to be hard to track anyway. um, So I just don't even want to. Um, But that doesn't mean that everything goes out the window. Like, no, I'm still going to try to have, you know, each macronutrient and then just like a bunch of veggies and make everything taste delicious and like if there's like if I make like dessert then I'll just have like some of that and that's it like uh, I don't need to change anything I'm not going to eat less the next day Um, I don't believe in that like I don't believe in like I don't know I mean of course it's very dependent on your situation and your goals like if I was in well I don't know I just I just don't believe in that in general um for myself I've never I don't know I just wouldn't do that but um yeah so it uh (laughs) if you can listen to your body because you're already healthy and you know about nutrition then yeah I think you should listen to your body if you can't because you're not healthy your body signals don't match you know that of what it should be, um, and you know this about yourself, then don't listen to your body. Um, you know, uh, if you aren't, if you can't listen to your body, cause I've been there myself, what would I, what, what is my advice? Um, I would say, you know, um, if you need to like track, but like eyeball track in your mind, then, then do that. Just make sure, you know, you're eating enough and enjoying the food and try not to overthink that side of it too much. Like try not to, you know, get too stuck in your head. Um, you know, if you need to do like portion sizes, um, that's fine too. Um, I would say just don't be too strict about it. So maybe instead of, you know, taking a huge plate and then putting like tiny portions on the plate. Well, uh, I don't know. That's not healthy in my opinion either. So what I would do is take a normal size plate, not super little, but normal, just regular, medium. Um, and, uh, you know, 
just put what on, put what fits comfortably on the plate. Um, and when you're putting the food on the plate, think, will this also fit comfortably in my stomach and not cause me pain, but will it be satisfying and tasty and, you know, um, yeah. And if getting seconds is like a, a trigger for like binging to you, then make sure that you put enough on your plate so that you're not going to want seconds because if you know that about yourself, that seconds for some reason just like unleashes the inner addict in you um, and you know that every single time without fail, you can, that, that always, you know, does it for you, then know that about yourself and act accordingly. So don't get seconds, but just put a lot on your plate the first time, <laughs> you know? Little things like that. And when I say a lot, that's kind of individual to the person. But enough. Enough that it's satisfying. And let's just say you do feel full and you don't, you can't finish the food or can't finish it without uh, being in pain. Well, then um, I would say if you, ha- if you can, um, I would say as soon as you possibly can when you hit that point and you know that if you keep going, it's going to be bad for your mental health and your physical health I would say just get right up don't even think about it just get right up and throw the rest throw what's left on your plate into the trash honestly just throw it in the trash don't even think about it chances are it's going to be just a small amount anyway it's not going to be like a massive amount that it's it's not wasting it's not wasting because if that food was going to hurt you meaning like you were going to eat it and then be in a whole lot of pain you're not wasting it and if the only way that you can avoid that is by putting it in the garbage or something so that you can't have it you're not wasting you're not wasting and if anybody makes the stupid argument of like oh but what about poor people or what about the starving people in Africa because I've gotten that comment before when I dealt with an eating disorder like oh my gosh so wasteful guess what like you know the starving people in wherever, um, you can't give them the food on your plate. <laughs> like, you know, you can't, like, send that to them in the mail, okay? So that argument is invalid. Um, are we all privileged to have access to food to even be able to, like, be allowed to have all this food on Thanksgiving or any holiday? Yeah, we're all fucking privileged as hell, and it's actually disgusting, and I think we should be, you know, giving all, lots of this food to, like, the poor and people who can't afford it. I think it's sick that people, you know, overindulge and then can't even give it to people who, like, can barely afford to drink clean water. What the fuck? Like, and then we're like, this is how we show how thankful we are? Like, what about people who have nothing to be thankful for other than the fact that they woke up and didn't find like cockroaches and rats in their corner of like somewhere where they're living that's not even safe like I don't know I don't know I think it's messed up and people have a warped sense of like what to really be thankful for like I'm just thankful for my health and that I found a way to get the fuck out of my eating disorder so you best believe I'm gonna be enjoying (laughs) the food on Thanksgiving at least And, you know, so, but that doesn't mean that I, if I could, if there, if COVID wasn't happening, um, I would probably, you know, make food and like a lot of vegan stuff and then like give it to homeless shelters and like donate. Um, Yeah, because for me, that's how I'm thankful. I'm thankful for what I have, um, but it doesn't stop there. I want to give, I want to give with that. And yeah, that's like, you know, I'm thankful for lifting weights. I'm thankful for my health. And I want to not just sit with it and be like, yay me. No, I I mean, okay, like, yes, there's a time and a place for that. And I've already done that. (laughs) But what about taking it a a step further and being like, "Um, I want to give this to other people. Because so many people are like, yeah, that's not for me. Oh, but it is for you. It is for you. Have you even tried? You don't know unless you've tried. And if you've tried and it didn't work for you, did you really try, you know, with the right approach? And if not, then you don't even know if it's for you. 
okay? Like, I would have sworn this this life wasn't for me, okay? Like, a couple of years ago, I would have laughed in absolute disgust and horror if I had a crystal ball and I could see myself as I am now with the body I have now, um, and then, like, deliberately trying to add muscle to it. I would have, like, shook my head and been like, yeah, this is a joke. It's a joke, but it's not. It's not a joke because you can evolve. You can evolve and you can evolve along the way um, too. So nothing is permanent. Nothing is permanent. Well, okay, some things are. <laughs> Obviously, thing- oh, there's a lot of things that are permanent, but things that are like how you feel about something, your, your opinion might change and that opinion might change based on things that you go through from like point A to like point, you know, somewhere in the middle end of the alphabet, you know? So I've just learned don't decide things that it's not for me until I've already done a lot of it, you know? Like I'm not, it's almost like, you know, say you're going to go to a party, you don't even know who's catering the party, but because maybe you don't like one person at the party, you decide well, the food there is probably going to suck. The music is probably going to suck. No, you don't even know that. You like you don't even know that. You just don't like someone who's going to be there. So here's the thing. How about you don't decide that the party sucked until the party's ended and you've already come home from the party and then you can decide what you thought of the party. Okay? I I encourage everyone listening to this to approach a lot of things like that in like in your life with that same kind of mindset and for me that's changed so much um just you know how I view a lot of things uh so yeah I hope this was helpful or interesting you know if you if you celebrate Thanksgiving um I hope you have a good Thanksgiving if you don't then hope you have a good regular day um yeah if you know toxic people you know what to do uh, you know, (laughs) I mean, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but, uh, you should, you should cut them off, um, and stop letting them come back into your life, um, unless, of course, you live with them, then that's a different scenario, um, yep, so a lot of times, you know, we read quotes on Instagram about toxic partners, toxic, um, relationships, Remember, friendships, that applies too. And I don't care if it's just an online friendship or your BFF in person. Um, again, like all of this applies to like human interactions in general. And like I said before, you know, teacher to student, uh, employee to employee, boss to, you know, people who work for them. It's all very very like connected so yeah um i hope you have (laughs) hope you and your toxic people have a good uh thanksgiving um yes i hope even i even hope toxic people have a thanksgiving because um i don't know i i don't know we all deserve to enjoy ourselves sometimes you know so i hope everybody has a good thanksgiving also you know, I'm sure I've been toxic myself. Everybody's toxic in different points. And the way that you define toxic, uh, everyone is probably going to have a different definition. But I can say straight up, like, I've been toxic before. Um, Honestly, like, I've, of course, like, nobody is, like, an angel. Nobody's amazing and perfect and just, like, wonderful all the time. Sometimes I'm an enormous bitch, especially when I'm dealing with PMS. I just kind of jump off the deep end. So, yeah. Anyway, that's that for this podcast. Uh, Hope you enjoyed, and I will speak to you in the next one. Uh, Yeah, have a good day.